Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, we're back. We took a couple weeks off. We got our vacations in, our end-of-year break-in. We're in 2021. Sports are happening. Practices are happening. And, you know, all is well in the world again, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, I think we took, what, two weeks off? And uh, got to enjoy our Christmases and our New Year's. Um, and, uh, yeah, 2021 starting up with uh, practices for high school sports. Colleges are starting to – Getting into the getting into the ring of things and being able to do some, be able to have some games and such. So yeah, I think all is well in the world. We don't have to worry about that whole COVID stuff, you know. No, it's gone actually. Gone. Once we flip the gone. calendar, it yeah. disappeared. So um, I'm thrilled about that. But no, but realistically, it's still a little weird. We're we're not allowed at practices yet for these first um, about week and a half. So we're doing all our previews over the phone. But I know both of us, we've been talking to. A lot of different coaches. That's basically been our life so far this week. Now that practices are happening, and you know, there's we have an idea of what's going on actually. So a lot of the coaches are um, willing and happy to talk about finally being back. So, um, so we're gonna have a lot of that information to go through today. I think we're gonna preview both boys and girls basketball and boys and girls hockey today, um, and then a lot of the other sports um, like you know gymnastics, dance, skiing, wrestling. Um, swimming, those other ones, I think we're going to leave till next week. Um, cause we'll podcast one more time before all those games officially start next Thursday, which kind of works out nice for us. Usually the timing doesn't work out nice for us, but this time I'd say it does. So, um, we're going to get to all those sports. Those are some of the biggest sports around here. Um, and then also at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about, um, the college scene and how that first weekend of games for a couple teams went for St. Cloud state, but um, so Brian, so we want to start with basketball today. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, I think we'll start with basketball, probably get into hockey later and then kind of wrap up the, wrap up the podcast with some, uh, college sports as well. Well, great. Well, the best place to start with that is kind of where our sports season ended last year, which was Apollo winning that section title that we've, you know, we've written plenty about, we've talked about. It was, it was one of our stories in the, the year in review that we wrote top 10 stories of 2020. Um, and you know, that's one of the most interesting aspects to me when looking at what this year is going to bring, because they lost so many players from that team. Um, Thomas Dew is, you know, junior post he's back. I mean, he's of players to watch. He's number one for me this year. Um, later this week, I'll have a, a list coming out of my top 10 players to watch. Um, and he's number one on the list. There's not, it's, it's not even really a debate from what he was able to accomplish last year. Um, average 13 points a game nearly six rebounds and those stats would be a lot higher if you didn't have, you know, three all conference first team members, you know, um, I think it was three on this team. Um, so many, so many guys that just play huge roles for them. So I expect him to probably be a 20 point a game scorer this year. I would expect, I mean, I know he's going to be 
he's going to be every team is going to game plan around him and I think that's what interesting I know I think we both got to watch Apollo a little bit at their summer practice um, when every team was practicing and they have a lot of guys that could be big shooters for them step into new roles and I think it's going to be exciting to see what what Apollo can bring this year yeah I think I mean just watching Thomas um, kind of play football and such I mean you can see his frame is unbelievable um i mean he's he's a very tall guy he, his hands i mean he has really good hands and such as well um i know he he caught a pass over some sartell defender um like one-handed basically in the end zone and i mean that kind of tells you enough um but i know he's very passionate about basketball um i know talking to jason allen last year he was one of those guys that would never ever leave the gym. Um, they always had to kind of basically kick him out of the gym um, at some point because Jason needed to go home and sleep. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think he's a very he's very passionate about his game. And um, I mean, kind of kind of funny that you know at the end of the year Thomas wins it for Apollo on that last second shot. Um, out of all the seniors, they choose the they choose the young guy to, to take the shot. So um, no, I think definitely going to be a fun one. Also some new names. I know a couple guys coming in from different places as well um, for that squad. And it's going to look a little different than last year. Um, absolutely. But knowing Jason Allen and the way that he kind of coaches, um, I don't think it's going to, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it kind of doesn't. I mean, it, every year you're going to lose guys. That's just the nature of, uh, of high school sports. So I think you're just, I think, I think Jason's going to do a really good job of keeping this momentum going in, in the Apollo program. Yeah, and they just have, um, you know, I know they're going to be a lot better on defense too this year. That's basically the first thing he he told me in the summers that last year they kind of got away with just their the talent they had, ability they, you know, they sold out trying to go for a lot of steals. They had a lot of fast break dunks, but they also had some easy baskets they gave up. Um, so I think they're going to be a little more locked in defensively. And you know, Thomas, yeah, he's kind of it's going to be his time to be the guy. Like you said, it's cool that he ended, you know, last year stepping into that role might help this year. But yeah, I mean if there's going to be a lot of wide open threes for these rotation guys that are stepping in when there's double teams in the post. Um, Cause Thomas is really good in the post. So I think it'll be fun to see who we step up. Cause I mean, there's, like you said, it's going to have to be someone there are going to be double digit scorers. And there are a lot of transfers that as, as the year goes on, we'll talk about more as we finally get to see them actually on the court. Um, Cause we've never even seen any of them really yet, even practice. So we've heard really good things. <laughs> we have heard great things, but um, we're waiting to see them on the court, but that'll be fun. So, yeah, so that's, I'd say that's the big thing for boys basketball, Apollo's um, just seeing how they respond. And then also there's a lot of great players that'll probably be college basketball players coming up that um, I'm excited to see this year. Um, one that has a lot of good talent coming back is Sartell um, with Mason Lunda junior guard and Gus Gunderson, a senior guard that, um, they're both double digit scorers last year. Gus was the team MVP, um, with 17 points a game, about three assists. He shot 50% from the field. Um, and it was just a dynamic finisher playmaker. Um, and a lot of these guys too, I got to see at an AAU tournament this summer, um, which was fun to kind of, since there wasn't really much sports going on at the time, got to see them, both of them play and they both really impressed me. And I could tell they've even taken, um, jumps from their sophomore and junior year each. That was a really great season. So, I know you got to see Sartell play a couple of times last year too. And I think they're going to be um, probably even more dangerous this year, I would say. Yeah. I mean, every time that you went to Apollo tech, I went to Sartell soccer Rapids last year. So got familiar with the Sartell team. And um, yeah, I think honestly, it's kind of like a, 
pretty similar to the Apollo team. I mean, you're, they're losing quite a few guys, um, both in the paint as well as outside. Um, but you're also keeping a couple key guys that are going to be that leader. You know, how I kind of look at it is like Thomas, Thomas Dew is kind of like Mason Lund or Gus um, for, for Sartell. Um, and so I think it's going to be very interesting to kind of see who steps up. Cause I know for me, I watched a lot of like the JV games before, um, before the Sartell games. And there was a handful of guys that definitely made their mark, um, definitely made, made a, made a name for themselves and was kind of one of those bench players because of how talented Sartell was last year. Um, but this year they're definitely gonna have to step up, um, take over some of those starting roles. And, um, I know, I know Marcus is going to do a great job with kind of keeping these guys in check and, and knowing what's, what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be personally for me, I think it's going to be a lot of three balls. Um, I, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of, uh, inside, inside dominance like Apollo with Thomas. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of three balls, but seeing Mason play at some of those tournaments, um, as well as Gus play a little bit, they can connect from three. So it's just whether or not they got the hot hand that night. Yeah. And, you know, Gus, he averaged two and a half steals a game too. And Mason, his shot just keeps getting better and better with his size. He can shoot over basically any defender at this level too. So yeah, those are two guys to definitely watch out for as well. And a lot of the other guys on the top 10, um, as well as some of the guys we already mentioned too, are a lot of them are football players that had huge falls for a lot of really good programs too. Um, you look at Albany and Ricori for Albany of Nolan Reuter. He was their leading scorer last year, all conference, um, over 15 a game. He has probably the best step back three I've seen out of any of these guys, just watching his highlights from last year. Um, he can create separation really well on that. Also get to the rim, um, just really athletic. Andrew Hahn is a great kind of, you know, kind of more old school post player in a little bit of a way compared to some of the other teams. Um, he doesn't have, you know, the, gigantic height but he's really strong in the post and always finishes over people um in ways that really impress me and then on Ricori, you have Jaden Philippi who's probably the best three-point shooter in the area with what he I mean his stats last year were um just pretty incredible um, I think he's 45 percent on three on three-pointers he had let's see seven games where he made four or more three-pointers which is just not done remember, a whole lot at the high school level. I remember seeing some of those box scores and I was like, I was like, I, I think I remember texting, texting the head coach a couple of times being like, um, are these correct? Cause uh, I see like seven three pointers and I don't know if that's right, but yeah. When, yeah, when he's when hot, you, he's hot. So, yeah. When you see seven of eight on three pointers, it's <laughs> you're like, okay, there has to be a typo here, but no. <laughs> um, and yeah, he made 66 threes last year, knocked down from kind of anywhere. And, um, also is really willing to kind of take charges on defense and step in there and get his nose in there too. So he's really good. Tucker Hokinson um, and Luke Humbert, both guards that had big years last year, double digit scores, uh, pretty efficient scores as well and play really tough defense um, just like they did on the football field. So all of those, those two teams, um, they didn't get too far in sections last year. I know Albany was upset early after a pretty good regular season and Ricori was sitting around 500. So I kind of expect both those teams to kind of bump up those records this year and, Albany, the senior class of, you know, Ethan Navratil, Isaiah Garrett's, all those guys, too, that have played together. I mean, they've been playing some of them since sophomore year or more on varsity. Um, I think it'll be really fun to see kind of how they, they end out their high school year. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think the only, the only other two that we kind of left out were uh, Sock Rapids and Tech. Um, I know Tech just got a brand new coach heading into this year. Um, and I know you've been able to kind of talk to him a little bit. 
um, as well as you've been able to talk to the Sock Rapids coach. Kind of looks like uh, the fall football team is going to be kind of taking over the Sock Rapids basketball team. I guess, what did you kind of hear from the coaches regarding those two teams? Yeah, I got to talk to both this morning. It worked out well. And, you know, Derek Peterson at Sock Rapids, he talked about how, you know, they did lose some top scores. Josh Slow, um, who's playing, I think he's playing football and basketball at Northern State. Um, and then Kobe Lee's playing, playing play basketball at Hamlin. So they lost both of those guys that were their top two scores. Um, but Ethan Upsell, who was a wide receiver, a really good wide receiver for Sock Rapids. Um, he's back. He has a really good three-point stroke, too, very athletic. Um, had one game I was at, he just like threw down a transition dunk that I had no idea was coming. And I'm hoping to see that more this year because he has he's athletic and he can get up at about six four or so. Um, and then they have a ton of other guys from football too, you know, Carter Lesh, Alex Harn, um, Don Mathias, all those kind of guys that um, are familiar to probably people that have heard the podcast from football, but they also are just really athletic and translate that to basketball too. So I think they're going to be really d- defensive focused. Um, they don't really know who's all going to, you know, step up on offense yet. That's going to take a little bit of time, but all those names I mentioned for Sock Rapids, they all played big minutes and were in the rotation last year. And with, um, with Ethan being the only senior out of that group, um, I think it's going to be a really big stepping stone year for them. And I would expect even if not this year, a lot more out of them um, the following year. Definitely. And, and then for tech as well, um, you know, Christian Pekarik, he, his first year as coach, like we said, a, a pretty weird year to be your first year as coach. Um, he said they did get some time in the summer to, to play together and kind of implement what he wants to do too and just get that buy-in from the guys because, I mean, they're only, they're only a three-win team last year. They lost a lot of close games, but um, they had some good guys like Devin Yeager, Katavion Norwood. They're both back. They're both top ten guys on my list too. Um, Katavion's the main ball handler. He's a, he's a good scorer, and then Devin's – a really talented post player as only a junior too. So um, they have a lot to build upon. Um, he said too, it's just the same. It's buying in defensively and, and doing that in ways they didn't last year um, that made them struggle. So there's that. The last team I think we didn't touch on is Cathedral, who has a ton of turnover. I got to talk to Matt Meyer, their coach yesterday. Um, you know, they, they do have a couple of nice pieces coming back. Sam Stolzenberg had some big scoring games for them. Um, and then Jonah Prom led them in rebounding and could factor in bigger too. But all five of their expected starters were seniors last year. Now he basically told me every other day someone was getting hurt at practice or games. So they never really had. So some of these younger guys actually did get a lot of time last year because so many of these seniors were getting hurt. Um, and I remember you, you saw them once or twice too. And you, you wrote about that too last year, how they just kind of couldn't get it all together ever. So he said through two days of practice, no one was hurt yet. Or at least Yay! one. Day. So, yeah. So um, I'm hoping they can stay healthy because um, if those guys, they get some experience, they could be good in the Granite Ridge conference with Albany too. But for them, definitely it's going to be a lot of unknowns entering the year. Definitely. And in case you're wondering, Zach hates basketball. Hates it. Absolutely hates it. Uh, Worst part of my job. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when the winter comes, he just kind of cringes to be honest. So yeah. Um, but in all honesty, the guy, the guy knows everything about basketball. There's a reason why he's doing the previews and I'm doing hockey because he knows a lot more about the basketball basketball scene than I do. And honestly, I'm starting to love hockey a little bit more. So, um, but I mean, yeah, for him, he knows a lot of the players. He's seen a lot of games. Um, and he's, he's, he's done his, he's done his due diligence when it comes to looking at film and everything else. So, um, but 
definitely, definitely a good, um, I would encourage people to kind of look at sctimes.com this upcoming weekend, because not only, you know, there will be a lot of previews, but I know for you, you're going to be having the previews for girls, basketball, boys, basketball, as well as the top 10 for boys, basketball, top five for the girls, basketball. The reason why we're doing top fives for girls, basketball and top in girls hockey, mainly because we have kind of a little bit smaller teams. So like hockey, there's only three girls hockey teams compared to, I think there's five boys hockey teams. Um, and then with, with the girls, there was a lot of turnover last year um, for girls basketball. And so um, we just honestly aren't sure who's going to be stepping up this year. And the people that we were expecting, unfortunately got hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, so I know, I know for us, it's, it's it, like, if you look at it and you go, Oh, why is there only top five? That's the reason behind it because there's just, there's a lot of turnover that's coming um, from last year into this year. So, um, but I guess on the girls side, I know obviously not the year that many of these local teams wanted last year. Um, I know the majority of them were kind of in the bottom half of their um, conference besides uh, um, Albany. Um, Albany had a great year as, um, for, for them, but I guess just what, what kind of catches your eye regarding um, some of these basketball teams to kind of, you know, see that bright spot heading into 2021. Yeah. Well, the thing that jumps out, that's going to be the story of all girls basketball in our area this year is Albany. If they can do that again, I mean, they were, they were 27 and three last year. Um, they return majority of their starters. They have Paige Meyer D one commit back. Um, Abby Christian, she was hurt during playoffs last year. She was their second leading scorer. She's back and healthy now. Um, and they have a lot of other, other sophomores and juniors that are going to play a lot of minutes and have played a lot of minutes. So um, I think for them, they didn't say this, but I'm assuming it's kind of, they, I mean, they, they want to get back to that section title game. They want to be able to try to face sock center again. If that's who they face, they beat them in the regular season last year in an upset. Um, and I think they lost a couple of pieces last year too. Um, like a lot of teams do. So um, I think they're, I mean, I think they're, they have the talent and the ability to get back to state like they were in 2019. Um, and I'm excited to, to see if they can put up those same performances, but for other teams in the area, um, Sartell, they were dealt a tough blow with Avery Templin, who was all conference last year, freshman, she tore ACL in volleyball, starter sophomore year now. So she won't be back at all this year. Um, so that was really tough. It was tough for the volleyball team in the fall and it's going to be yeah. tough, for, tough for the basketball team in the winter, but, um, they have a lot of girls too that played minutes last year. Megan Dristy's one, um, Chloe Swanson from Apollo is, is one of the biggest, um, names that I haven't got to see, but I'm excited for. She, she was on those Apollo teams that were really good with Lariah Washington two years ago um, when she was still at Apollo. She transferred over to Sartell. Um, she didn't play last year because of an injury, um, but we saw how good she was <laughs> on the soccer team in the fall. So if it's anything like that, um, I think they should be in capable hands with her. Uh, well, the main part is that she needs to dribble the ball now. Yes. The ball. So yes, you have to, at, least, sure. at least she's the one that used her. She was the one that used it. Right? So, <laughs> I got yeah. faith in her though. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, so she has, so they have that um, and a lot of young players. So I think they're going to, they're going to try to play hard and, um, you know, see kind of what happens um, on the sock for soccer rapids is another team. I've already talked to their coach, John Resch. Um, they start, they had four freshmen that were in their rotation last year. Um, so they're probably the youngest team in the area. Um, and then they have two seniors, Kiana Evans and Addie Froyland that have played for a couple of years too. So they have a nice mix of older and younger players. Um, 
they need to, he said they need to be a little more aggressive on offense and defense this year to be more successful. Um, but they have a couple nice pieces back. They lost their post. Um, Shina Pinyonk, she averaged 17 and 10 last year for them and said they kind of, they ran all their offense through her mainly last year. So it's going to be, you know, finding out who's the next person to step up for them. Um, but they're another team too, that's pretty young, um, maybe a little inexperienced, but could, could pay dividends once they get it together this year. Definitely. Well, that's good. No, I mean, seems like quite a bit of stuff to be looking forward to when it comes to the basketball season this year, um, regarding boys and girls. Um, I know talking to Paige during the volleyball season, she was really excited about getting to the basketball season. Obviously she's committed to South Dakota state university for, for next year. Um, so basketball is her thing, even though she loves volleyball. Um, I know the basketball season, when that page turns the corner, she gets ex- even more excited because she has to do the thing that she loves the most. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun to to see all these different people kind of step up, see some of these under, un- underclassmen that were underclassmen last year that are now upperclassmen kind of take over those leadership roles um, and kind of have those, you know, it's do or die type of mentality. And, and especially this year, I mean, with any of these sports, condensed seasons equals um, you need to win <laughs> because uh, what we've learned in the fall is that one loss can really put you from, they can put you anywhere from two ranked second in the, in the section to like sixth with just one or two losses. Um, especially with, I mean, like football, football, you, you lose one or two games and all of a sudden you're, you're hosting and now you're, you're away for the first round. So um, so, I mean, every game is going to be crucial this year, which is, which makes our jobs even more exciting because every time you go out there, you're going to be watching a really, really good game. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's, I think it's going to be a really fun basketball season. And, um, like we said before, check out sctimes.com. I know we're planning on probably having it in the paper. The boys basketball is going to be on Sunday. Um, and I think girls basketball is going to be on Monday. So, um, make sure to be checking out the paper this upcoming weekend um, as we get all the previews out there uh, later on this week. Yeah, and just one or two more players to mention from those top five players to watch for girls that I didn't get to. Um, for Cathedral, Kate Stangler, senior post, she averaged over 10 points a game and six rebounds last year. Um, I expect her to take on a bigger role because Sharita Lewis, who was an incredible guard for them last year, she transferred out this year. So there's going to be a lot more um, scoring potential for a lot of those seniors. They have a lot of girls too that were good volleyball players that I expect to step up for them. Um, and then for Ricori, um, Jada Bierschbach, she came off the bench last year and averaged about 12 a game, um, which is, is really good, especially in girls basketball. Um, I think, I don't know if she was the leading scorer, but really close last year. If not, um, Ricori, they lost nine seniors, I believe it was. Um, so the entire starting lineup was senior, but as a freshman, she was still able to come off the bench, put up those performances. Um, average over two steals a game and um, their coach Val Fraley she said they you know they when she started it was not in a great position record they'd had a lot of years where they won zero games in conference or only one um, I think they lost three last year or only won three last year but they won 11 total games so they're kind of just trying to keep taking those steps um, they have a couple other other girls that came off the bench for them last year too that are back so um, Corey's hoping to kind of continue on the track there continue to boost their program then Apollo and Tech, they might have not had the most success last year, but they both have a lot of players to back, at least four or five players or more on each team that were in the rotation, played a lot of minutes as uh, juniors and sophomores. So both of them are also going to be looking for um, seasons on the up. So girls basketball also going to be a lot of exciting storylines, a lot of things going on. Good. 
yeah, I think I think that wraps up this this first segment um, of basketball previews. Um, we will take a short break and then we'll return with some hockey previews um, and then also wrap up with some college updates. So stay tuned. Uh, we got a lot more ahead. And we're back here at the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Um, we delved into basketball in the first half of the show today. Now we're going to get into boys and girls hockey a little with Brian as he's been talking to a lot of these coaches um, over the past couple of days. And then, as we said, we'll get into this college a little bit at the end. But, Brian, where do you want to start, boys or girls hockey? I think boys will probably be the best bet. Um, kind of keep the tradition going of boys basketball, girls basketball. Um but I think the first one that you want to look at is Cathedral. Um, I mean, really? <laughs> Them? What have they done lately? I know. I know. You know, four, four D1 athletes graduating. I don't know. Just a couple different things. Um, no, definitely definitely a very, very good stretch these last couple of years um, with being first um, in 2019 and then also taking third place in 2020. Um, at the state tournament, but obviously a lot of turnover this year. Um, you're losing Jack Smith, you're losing Nate Warner, Blake Perpex, Reed Bogenholm, Mac Motzkow, Ethan Cumming, CJ Zins. I mean, you're losing, losing a lot of guys. <laughs> um, I think when I added it all up, I think they're losing 76% of their total points um, from last year. So a lot of turnover and talking to Derek Brown yesterday, he even said, you know, yes, we lost an outstanding group of guys, but with cathedral, they, they, they have depth. They always make sure that they have depth because obviously these years happen. So they are returning quite a few different names. Um, Colin Hiltner is going to be a guy that is going to be kind of taking over the reins of, of that forward position along with uh, Nolan Winman, who's a junior um, and Jacob Hirschfield, who's a senior forward. Those three are kind of the, the main guys, as well as Marcus Hort, um, who's a senior forward. Those four are going to be kind of the main four guys that are coming back that are going to be pretty solid. Um, Colin Hiltner had 43 points. Obviously, seems like a lot when you add it to like Blake Perpex, who had 92 last year. Not, a, not, a, not the most ideal, but also – the thing is, is that Cathedral scores a lot more goals than, than other teams around here. So when you see 43, you're like, wow, that's a lot of points. It's like, yes, that's a lot of points in general. But when you're adding it to Cathedral, it's not as much as other players have had. Um, but the big thing that they're going to be returning is their goalie, Grant Mark Martin. Um, he's been basically unstoppable for them. He's, um, I know Derek Brown said, you know, with all this turnover, he's really happy to have Grant Martin, as well as his backup Ian Strong back um, because they just bring experience and he doesn't have to worry so much at the net compared to other spots on the, on ice. Um, Grant Martin have a, had a 89% saving percentage yesterday or last year. He had about a little over 600 saves um, and he'll be coming back stronger than ever um, for his senior year. 
Um, the big, the big spot for them is going to be defense. They lost a lot of defensive guys. Um, they're actually transitioning a couple guys from forward to defense just because they didn't have, a, they don't have a whole lot of defense, defensive guys, um, on their lineup. The big one for them is, um, they're going to be kind of looking at some young talent. Um, for him, he was looking at a guy named Brandon Himmer. He's a sophomore for cathedral. And, um, he kind of did, he was, I think second or third line last year. Um, for the Crusaders, and he's going to be stepping up quite a bit. Um, Derek said, I'm going to be expecting a lot out of Brandon this year, and um, hopefully he can step up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think for them, obviously they're not the, this is the first time that they're not the, um, they're not the favorites. They aren't being picked as the favorites for the last, ever since he's been coached for the last six years, they've been the favorites. That's what, that's who they, that's when you go to cathedral, you think of hockey. Um, and this year, there's, gonna, there's so much turnover that they're not even looking at Cathedral as a favorite. And he's like, that's okay. We're fine with that. We're fine going under the radar for a little bit and surprising some people. So be kind of interesting to see how things go um, for them. I, um, I know their sites are still on a section title. They're still wanting to go back to state. Um, they think that they can. Yeah. And I mean, like, like you mentioned earlier, when you have a team like them, there's a lot of guys that were probably third, fourth line players, um, that would normally be first line guys or get a lot more time um, on other teams in the area, you know, just because of, because of that depth and that talent, like you said, or guys that might not even really got varsity minutes because of that. Um, so, yeah, so I think they'll, that's, I know you've been really excited to just see them and see what they're going to look like compared to last year after seeing them with all that, you know, expectations and coming back from the state title, how they respond to kind of being back to an underdog role, which they haven't had in so long. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I think there's going to be a handful of, I mean, Cathedral is obviously the the, the big team, you know, last year, um, just following their journey to, to the state tournament. But there were a handful of other teams in the area that definitely had their their mark, um, had a really good season. River Lakes, um, they had a 15 and 11 and one overall record. They finished a little over 500 in the conference. Really good season for them. They reached the semifinals and lost to Cathedral in sections. Um, they are losing a handful of guys. They're losing guys like Ethan Howard from the defense, um, as well as Blake Blattner and, um, Griffin Dudnick, um, who are forwards. Um, but they're returning quite a few guys, um, just like cathedral, they're returning their goalie, which I'm sure Zach Johnson loves, (laughs) um, always having a, a goalie back is a good thing. Josh Venable. Um, and then they're also bringing back, um, another goalie, Drew, Drew Tangen, who they kind of shared roles. Um, so Drew had about a little, a little under 400 saves last year. Josh had about 250 saves. So um, they kind of go side by side. They, I, I know they kind of do a lot of um, every other game they kind of play type of thing. So um, it'll be nice to have those two back as well as forward Tanner Stanley, uh, who had 24 points and junior defense, um, Joel Swada. Um, who had eight points, obviously not a ton, but he does defense. So that's not the expectation is to score points. So it'll be nice to have those guys back. Um, I haven't, the rest of these teams, I haven't really been able to talk to the coaches. I have them set up for this week. Um, but just knowing what they were able to do last year, um, they're going to have quite a bit of some stuff to, you know, work out with forwards. I mean, they lost, four top forwards last year, um, as well as a defenseman. So um, I think the big thing is going to be trying to figure out who can take their shots at the, at the net. 
um, for the River Lakes. And also kind of similar to River Lakes, St. Cloud. St. Cloud had a really good year last year. Um, we were able to get that conference title. They finished 16-10-1 overall, 9-1-1 um, in, in the conference. Um, they reached the semifinals um, in sections and lost to Moorhead, very good Moorhead team. Um, and similar to River Lakes, they're losing a few guys, but they're also keeping a few guys. Um, they're losing Luke Johnson and Blake Keller, who were kind of their big forwards. Um, they're also losing Sean Davidson from the defense. Um, and then their goalie, Spen- Spencer Beatrum, um, but they're also returning a handful of guys, August Falloon. Obviously, everybody knows who August Falloon is around here. Um, if you're not if you're not familiar, he's a very good player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> he, he, um, he finished with 46 total points last year, led the team in goals um, with 27. Um, and he's looking to kind of come back with a strong season this year. Um, he's got he's got he's got the weapons and he's got a really good stick just looking at some of his highlights from last year and being able to watch him a little bit. Um, he definitely knows how to do the slap shot from the blue line. Um, and when that, when he takes that slap shot, people cringe cause it's, it just comes in hot. So, um, so I think that'll be nice to have him back. Um, defensively you have Max Rudd as well as corner or Corey Warner. Um, both of them will be kind of taking over some reins on the defensive end, trying to kind of replace Davidson's role a little bit. Um, and then, since, you know, Spencer is gone, um, they will be returning senior goalie, Brian Strens. Um, he's, uh, he finished with a 91 saving, 91 saving percentage. Um, he only had 80 saves last year compared to Spencer's 537. Um, so definitely a backup role last year, but I'm sure stepping into this role, um, Pete, um, head coach Pete, Pete is going to be uh, very excited to have him around and being able to kind of work some things out there. And for the last two teams, Sartell and Sock Rapids, um, what are kind of the expectations for them? And just also what, what's the outlook? Yeah. I mean, for Sartell and Sock Rapids, obviously um, finishing under 500 last year, um, they, you know, obviously are trying to kind of improve that record. Um, Sartell finishing six, 19 and one overall Sock Rapids finishing eight and 19. Um, both of them, the good part is, is both of them are bringing back quite a few players. Um, they're bringing a lot of guys back, which is really exciting for them. Um, they're, you know, for Sartell, they're bringing back, uh, probably a handful of forwards, um, Tori Lund, um, Hayden Walters, um, as well as William Voigt. Um, and then defenders, they're bringing back Michael Webster and Connor Hacker. They also have a junior, junior goalie, Quinton, um, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this last name. So I'm, uh, I apologize, Quentin, um, Sarunshin or Sigurdsson. I, I think. I don't think that's even English at this point. S I G U R D S O N. Something like that. You'll find out once I'll you get find out. Yep. <laughs> Talking to Ryan later on today. <laughs> I apologize, Quentin on that. I'll, I'll make sure to say it the right way the next time, but he had about 380 saves last year. So, Nice to have him back as well. On the Sock Rapids side, um, some of the big names you got your you got your senior goalie back, um, Riley Wenden, um, who had about 830 saves last year. Huge piece to Sock Rapids' success this year will be him um, being able to do what he does best, which is make sure those pucks do not enter the do, do not enter the net. 
Um, and then they bring back a handful of forwards. Um, they actually bring back four forwards, Brandon Bulkman, um, Easton, Port- Easton Portner, um, Caden Christensen, and Landon Lunser. So those four will be kind of big guys that'll be having to step up in, into different roles. But I think those two are kind of looking at, you know, how do we kind of progress? You know, obviously we're in the bottom, bottom half of the standings last year. They got some co- tough competition heading into this upcoming year. Um, just like always hockey around here is, I mean, it's Minnesota anywhere is hockey. So um, you just got to kind of be able to keep progressing. And I think that's, that's the plan for them as they get ready for this upcoming year. Yeah. And on the girls side, we only have three teams because of a couple co-ops that we cover, but I know two have new head coaches um, and river lakes was also, you know, really close to making, you know, a state tournament potentially when they got to that section title. So out of those teams, kind of what are some of the things um, people should watch out of from our co-ops? Yeah. I think the big thing is, is, you know, like you said, St. Cloud and River Lakes are having, have brand new coaches. Um, Tony Holcomb is taking over the St. Cloud icebreakers role. Um, Alexis, Alexis Klott, um, she has, she's taking over the River Lakes role. Alexis was a former River Lakes player. So she's happy to be back and being able to coach a team that she's very familiar with. Um, with St. Cloud and Sock Rapids, a lot of turnover. Um, a lot of people graduating from both of those teams. Um, River Lakes, not so much. <laughs> so with River Lakes, like you said, making it to the section championship last year, lost five to one to Wilmer in that game. Um, they're really confident. They, they bring back literally everyone. The only person that is graduating is Tyra Johnson, who had 15 points and the leading point total was 38. So you can kind of see that. I mean, obviously a good player, but not, I mean, when you bring back literally everyone else, um, it's, it's looking really good. Their bond is even tighter than before. Yeah. And so for, for the river lakes, they have, um, they bring back their defense, um, defenseman, um, Kiana Rotsky, um, as well as forward Brooke Lemke, um, another forward Hannah Zimmer, um, and then kind of a forward slash defense, um, Bree Griffin, those, those are kind of top players of, of the team last year. Um, and honestly, they're going to be kind of looked at as the leaders this year. They got a large senior class coming back um, and they're going to be looking to kind of take charge this year. They want to make sure that their, their last year is their best year. Um, they feed, they, they're kind of feeding from that championship um, game loss and hoping to get back and, and win that this time. Um, the big thing for them is they got their goalie back. Um, she was a seventh grader last year, so they're going to have her back for a while. Um, you have Cadence Rotsky, um, who had over about 400 saves last year, um, as well as senior goalie Haley Kremer. Um, she had about 111 saves last year. Um, but when you have someone so young like Cadence, it's nice to be able to develop her into what type of goalie she can be. You know, kind of what I look at is like a Chloe Stockinger um, from last year. Um, but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to kind of see how this team does because they finished 16, 11, and one last year. I could see them, I could see them getting into, well, obviously this year it's a condensed season. So, but I could see them even doing better, better percentage than that this year um, with the amount of people that are coming back. And then the rest of the, the other two, um, both are kind of similar in the sense that they finished around 500. St. Cloud finished 15 and 11. 
Sock, uh, the Storm and Sabres finished 14, 11, and 1. Um, they both kind of finished a little bit either above or right, right along the 500 mark in the conference. Um, both of them lost in the quarterfinals. Um, St. Cloud lost a heartbreaker against uh, um, Alexandria last year in, I believe it was double overtime. Um, but with St. Cloud, they're losing Gabby Rudd, Taylor Mathiason, Jordan Sw- Swingle, um, as well as their goalie, Ashley Arvinson. Um, so they're losing, even though they're only losing four people, those four people were very important to their team. Um, but they bring back Catherine Bell, also Taylor Holm, Ava Schmidt, um, Kaylee Davidson. And then they also, um, have their backup goalie, um, Kaylee Falconer, um, who only had 30 saves last year, but she learned a lot talking to Tony yesterday. She's been learning a lot from Ashley last year. So she looks really good on the ice right from the get go. Um, and then with Sock Rapids, um, losing a goalie like Chloe Stockinger is hard to replace. Um, a girl that had about 650 saves last year, um, as well as her backup um, too as well. Um, so the big the big hole is going to be the goalie. Um, that I think they have a they have a girl named May, Morgan Morgan Dorn that's going to be kind of taking over that role. Um, she learned a lot from Chloe last year, and uh, talking to Marty. Um, head coach Marty Anderson, he was very excited about what she can do and how she can kind of keep progressing. Um, but you also, but overall for the soccer Rapids, they have a really good defense of core coming back. Um, the main thing is, is kind of trying to figure out forwards and who can really take those shots and take over that, take over that, you know, when it's at the end of the game and you need that person to take, kind of take that shot who's going to take that shot. And um, that's kind of what they're trying to figure out this upcoming week. But overall, all three coaches are excited about this season for them. Um, Obviously a lot of competition Um, teams like Brainerd teams like Fergus falls, those types of teams are in the conference and they're not going to be easy ones to, um, to play against. So um, I know St. Cloud plays Brainerd basically like the first game of the season. And Tony's like, well, we'll see how it goes. You know, like, <laughs> it's a good way of kind of seeing where you, where you land and how you, how you do right off the get go. So, um, so I think, I think it'll be a lot of fun to kind of see how things go. And um, even though, you know, there's a lot of turnover for two of the teams, I think all three should be about be able to have a pretty good shot this year in, in the sense of, you know, drawing some names, you know, bringing some eyes um, and being able to maybe have a really successful season this year. Absolutely. So, yeah. So if you want to read about all those teams, also look at Brian's top 10, top five list, make sure to look at sctimes.com and get all the info. Like we said, also on, on basketball too, and many, many, many more sports. There's going to be almost too much stuff. I'd argue the next couple of weeks, but we've, you know, it's been a couple of weeks without too much sports content. So, um, hopefully we can begin providing that. It's really going to start ramping up next week when we can be back out at games, matches, all of it. So we're, we're really excited to get all to that. I know especially Brian, who hasn't had m- much sports related to do for a bit. I was so excited this week. And then my heart was ripped out because of no practices. So now I'm like really, really excited for Thursday. So if I'm coming to your game on Thursday – Expect like the big, I mean, you won't see it cause I have a mask on, but expect a <laughs> smile on my face and like literally just happy eyes the entire game. You could yeah. like 45 to nothing or you could be down 45 to nothing. I'd still have glittery eyes. So um, I'm just super excited to get out there and, and start covering some of these teams and 
getting to see some of these uh, some of these sports again because Lord knows we need it. So yeah, Brian, it will be very emotional, very volatile. <laughs> don't get too close. I would say that's that's generally the lesson for everyone right now. You know, don't get too <laughs> close. I'd say it especially it especially applies this week. <laughs> Maybe wait a week or so. He'll be a little more used to it. He might. Be, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little more approach. I'll just be listening to Celine Dion in my ears. You know, heart will go on or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But yeah, that about wraps it for high school. Uh, I just want to touch on a couple of things on college before we wrap up today. Um, a pretty busy weekend at St. Cloud State. Um, I was not good luck this weekend. I found out quickly because um, both games I was at um, team lost on Saturday. So <laughs> both in overtime too. So, you know, not the best start to the year for me at home events, but we'll see if it gets better. Women's basketball against upper Iowa. They fell in overtime. They came back and won the next day um, on Sunday. And then uh, Brenna Evans had some big performances for them. They had, um, as I wrote about last week, they have a lot of returning players that are really exciting. So it's good to see them get into the win column early. Um, and then guys hockey I was at at night. Um, they built a lead over number four UMD. St. Claude State's ranked number six right now. Um, they got a lead. They had three power play goals, which power plays have been their killer all year. They've been able to convert them. It all came together really well. But UMD was able to come back and then win on a three-on-three overtime goal. Um, so like I said, not great luck. But... On another positive note, the men's team came back, won the next day <laughs> against UMD. Got a so big just, just avoid going to any games is what, yes. what, what, is what we've learned. That's what we've learned very quickly on. But <laughs> sadly, I will not be doing that. I will be going to games again this weekend. I'm sorry, Husky Nation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be in attendance. So, um, yeah, the big things um, to look out for um, on the girls' basketball side, they're going to be playing U of Mary. Um, which has Cathedral grad Megan Voigt. She's a sophomore. Um, had a good freshman year last year. Uh, wrote about her in last spring, so I'm excited to see her play. Um, they got, I think they had their first season canceled because of either the team they are playing, I think, had COVID, or there was some you know, testing. The game ended up getting canceled last week, so these will be their first games of the year against St. Cloud State. Um, the guys team, they're going to be traveling up to UMD this week. I think UMD down to five in the polls, and St. Cloud still at six, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bad blood, I would assume, in that game too, a lot of penalties. So we'll see um, how that game goes and if St. Cloud can continue that special team success and um, get another victory or two up there to kind of stay atop or stay right around the lead um, in the NCHC. And then on the men's basketball side too, um, they started the year 0-2, but they lost in overtime on their Sunday game, so uh, both against Upper Iowa um, my big takeaway for them is freshman uh, Matthew Willard. He's from Buffalo. He's the only Minnesota player um, on the roster. He's averaging 21 points a game, about 20 and a half points a game through two games, shooting 54% from three. Um, I know he's set a lot of records at Buffalo too, but to come in as a freshman into Division Two and put that up right off the bat is pretty incredible. So um, they're going to be on the road one more meet- week. They're at Mary this week, um, but they'll be at home against mine out the following week and I'll finally get to see the Huskies men's team in person. Um, so excited for that wrestling also starting up this week and women's hockey back in action against uh, Minnesota, who's one of the top ranked teams in the country too. So a lot going over um, on that side of St. Cloud. So it's exciting to, to have that happening, but also have all of high school back. So there'll be plenty and plenty to write about coming up. That's for sure. 
started to realize that Zach needs to do his job now. So I think I took advantage a little bit um, during the fall when there was no high college sports. And now I'm like, well, that's right. Friday and Saturdays, you're busy. Forgot yeah, you do cover other stuff. That's right. <laughs> I'll still be out at plenty of high school events during the week, and I'm sure on some of those weekends too. But yeah, you're probably seeing more of more of Brian and Dave Schwartz than me at those high school events. But I'm still excited to cover it all and come back and talk about it every week here on the podcast. Yeah, and we'll be hopefully kind of doing the same thing as last. Now that we're back, um, I think we'll be planning on trying to do Wednesday Wednesday podcasts once again and kind of get that rhythm going again. So, like he said earlier in the podcast, we'll be kind of going over some of the other sports, high school sports previews next week uh, before competitions start next Thursday. And then as we get into um, competitions, I mean, we'll be kind of doing the same thing as fall, you know, getting the scoreboard scoreboards up, maybe having a few of those um, roundups, depending on what events that we go to that night, um, different things like that. So I think we'll have plenty of different things that we can do um, and kind of go from there. So um, yeah, it should be a really fun upcoming few months hopefully fingers crossed um and uh yeah we'll see what happens as as time goes on absolutely so once again thank you everyone for listening to the podcast like we said keep checking out sctimes.com over the next week and a half or so as all these previews come out um and thanks once again for listening and we'll see you again next time